For, for what do we give thanks? Here's what I've been thinking about. See what you think. It seems to me that that for which we give thanks falls into two general or basic categories. That which is an object and that which is a subject. Objects and subjects, two general categories for which we give thanks. Objects. Those come to us, I think, maybe most frequently in terms of possessions. We get a gift at Christmas and we say thank you for that gift. We're grateful for our house, our home, our car, our land, our farm. Objects are one category and possessions are one of the ways in which that general category is specified more and more, made more and more specific. But it's not just possessions, of course. An object would be like this beautiful morning. We're grateful for the beauty of a day. It's an object for which we give thanks. Objects are those things that cannot say I. You know, I will or I will not. So you're grateful for your, your pet, your dog, also as an object. You can put a harness on your dog and lead it where it doesn't want to go, and there's nothing wrong with that. You're still treating it appropriately as an object. But a human person is a subject. They can say, I will and I will not. And regardless of how handy it would be to have a halter that you could put around a certain person and lead them where they would not want to go, it is not appropriate for a subject. A human person, right, is a subject. We would say God, too, is in that category. You can say, I will, I will not. But it seems to me that maybe subjects come to us in a few different ways. Our appreciation for a subject, for a person, comes in different ways. Maybe for the gift that they give, but I think that's often conflated into the gift itself. I'm grateful for what you gave, maybe a little more than who you are. I'm grateful for what you've given to me. But I think most especially it comes to us, that is, appreciation for a person in terms of the pattern that they provide for us. We can have an appreciation for them in and of themselves, which is most popular. They're not a means to an end, but an end in themselves, something we just are grateful for that they exist, that they are. But I do think oftentimes our appreciation for a person comes to us in terms of the pattern that they provide for us. There are a couple of examples that come to my mind you know, this time of year. My, my mom, in particular, has gone out of her way to instill certain skills, I would say, in her grandchildren. I might say especially in terms of cooking and preparing you know, food for family gatherings. Pies, for example, I think of today, and I think of the grandkids, you know, at the counter, participating in that project 
of preparing a pie. Now, that cultivation of that ability over time frees the person, the grandchild in this instance, from ignorance. From ignorance of being unable, unknowing of how to prepare a food, a dish that's delightful to partake in and enjoyable for those beyond or herself. So it frees the person from ignorance. It displays to them a knowledge that allows them to be of greater service to others and find life a little more enriching. They find that it's not only enjoyable to join in preparing the pie, but the meal itself becomes more enjoyable because they've contributed to it. I think of it you know, with one of my granddads, uh, the one who lived on the farm. He had, I would say, a special relationship with my, my brother, you know, who's older than I am. My granddad was out in our shed, huge round-top shed, tinkering away you know, with all these different tools you know, from doing stuff with the rocks, some sort of rock tumbler and then a diamond-tipped blade and then taking the rocks and building something out of it to mechanical things. And, and my brother would spend hours and hours in this shed with my granddad. And to this day, my brother has a way of seeing and engaging with things that I simply don't have. He can create things and fix things in a way that I just can't. And there's a pattern that was passed down that has enriched his life. And I see it now with his children. They have their own shed, their own woodworking tools. And there that's being passed on. So, well, the skills, yes. The enjoyment, yes. Service, yes. And we might say a better use of time than playing Nintendo, as I may have done. I also think of, like, my mom's dad, who was an outdoorsman and played sports. And I remember playing catch with him for hours and his helping me kind of get more and more the proper form of a throw pitch and baseball freeing me from, you know, the inadequate way of engaging in that game so that there was more enjoyment to be had. I think maybe most especially of this, you know, encounter that I relay in one of the presentations that I give that's documented from the year 304 where Christians were gathered to celebrate the Sunday Eucharist, about 50 Christians, it was illegal to get, there was illegal to be Christians in 304. And a group of Roman officials burst in on them and began to question them about what they're doing. First, the priest, why have you assembled all these people here? And he says, without any apprehension at all, we have celebrated all that which pertains to the Lord, the day of the Lord, all that that encompasses. And then the Roman official turns to the homeowner and says, you should have forbidden their entry. And he says, first, well, that wouldn't have been very hospitable. But when pushed, his comment, right, recorded by the Roman official that we still have to this day was, without the day of the Lord, we simply 
could not be. We couldn't have authentic life without joining in that pattern of existence which we're privileged to receive into our very being so that we're freed from a vain way of living and given the opportunity, what, for the joy that he says is the purpose, the point of all that he has been given, has given to us. Friends, it is just, in my opinion, so right that we come here on this day and celebrate in this way. There are many things for which to give thanks, but to be given the pattern of life that we might live so that our lives might not be lived in vain, well, that seems to me the greatest of all things. So thank you for being here. You've done a very good thing today. Uh, everything from peace with ourselves or within our family to civil discourse in society to the free market economy. I mean, it all rests on the meaning, the pattern of life that we have heard and received this day. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you.